You know, I was going to start the podcast off again with another top 10 list. Actually, oh, are we streaming it? And then, I, no. A valid question I, because I chat's to. in here. No, no, I don't know. Are we streaming? Chat, are we streaming? <laughs> My stream PC is turned off and will not be turned back on until I get internet, which is on okay. Monday. We're not, we're not streaming. Uh, I was going to do another top 10 list, and I came across 10 intriguing theories of dark matter, and I thought, no, only Caleb would be interested. And then I came uh. across... 10 interesting ways, ways humans have used afterbirths, and I just thought, no. that's weird. And does wait, 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 is one <laughs> no, of them? No, 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 stop. It, wait, no, let me wait. stop you here. Is one of them bloodborne? No, sadly, one of them is not bloodborne. Mm. Mm. Final Sorry. Boss of the DLC beats people with a placenta, so that's fun. Yeah, wow. see, that's why I'm not doing a top 10 <laughs> list this week. That's really weird. This podcast is already over. It feels like we just started, but we're finished. Hey everybody, thanks so much for joining us and welcome to The Forecast, episode 87. The Forecast is a semi-weekly. Who freaking changed it to semi-weekly? Owen? Was that you? (laughs) Ah! No, maybe. The Forecast is a every other week podcast produced every other Thursday. That doesn't make any sense either. Not every fortnight. It's a bi-weekly podcast. Yeah, but we've been told Owen says that's wrong. It's not wrong. Once a fortnight. It does, it does two sound things, better. but it's not wrong. Okay, here we go. Hey everybody, thanks so much for joining us and welcome to The Forecast, episode 87. The Forecast is a fortnightly podcast produced every other Thursday. See, now it sounds like we're having a podcast about Fortnite. Is that not what you know, we're you doing? You could just say it's a podcast produced every other <sighs> Thursday, because that Fine, also covers Hey everybody, welcome bi-weekly. to The Forecast, episode 87. The Forecast is a podcast produced every other Thursday. We're a group of... I mean, that's fine, I guess. That's fine. Yeah. I'll leave. It's fine. We're a group of people of exploring and discussing all kinds of things from board games to video games to film to TV to just things we encounter throughout our everyday lives. Uh, if you want to check out some other stuff we've done, you can check out our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash We Are The Horizon Community, or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com. We have a bunch of additional content up there as well. Also, all of our links are going to be in the cast notes, cast notes, which get pushed out to whatever podcasting app you're using. And I'm joined by a few additional peeps this week. Alex. Hello. Caleb. Hi. Chad. Hi. Uh, Jake. Hi. And Owie. Hey, everybody. Owie and. Yeah, can we Owie. not? <laughs> I have that. been nicknamed <laughs> Owie a lot, so I'm rolling with it. Owie and. Owie and. Uh, Alex, let's start with you. We'll start with what you've been playing lately. Sure. Um,. So uh, the last couple of weeks I was talking about uh, Mario Maker and uh, I'd played a bunch of that and it just made me at some point realize I hadn't played, like I haven't actually ever finished the original Super Mario Brothers. So I did that. I went back and I played through the whole thing. Um, the game is very, it's difficult because they give you three lives and then they expect you to play like the entire game. Like the whole game from start to end. If you get a game over, it takes you back to the very beginning you gotta get good so, dude it's like holy crap that's hard i think it's just artificial like lengthening of your gameplay process thankfully <laughs> save states in emulators exist so i just actually had saves that seems like cheating yeah yeah i wasn't gonna finish it otherwise i, I after don't think playing that so much seems like cheating i think that's just cheating 
So the thing with Mario Maker is you throw your body at obstacles enough times until you figure out the optimal way to do it. And that's very much not what they want you to do in this game. <laughs> they want you to take everything very methodically and slowly and like approach enemies and obstacles with thought instead of just holding the sprint button and jumping. Um, yeah, it's it was pretty cool though. I never seen the end of that game and I had a Nintendo Entertainment System when I was a wee little boy. Oh, um, a wee little boy. And it's finally complete. So that was fun. Um, I've also been playing God's Trigger with Caleb. Yeah, that's me. So it's a <laughs> it's basically two player co op like Angels and Demons, um Oh shoot, I was gonna compare it to the game that we always compare things to. And then I can't remember the name of the game. This is good content. Bloodborne. What's it like? What's it like, Caleb? Well, I don't know what game you're comparing it to. It's like if Binding of Isaac was a first-person shooter, <laughs> top-down roguelike. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of got a little bit of um, Hotline Miami. Yeah, you deal. know what I'm talking about. Thank you. <laughs> don't sit there and tell me you don't know what I'm talking about. It's uh, yeah, it's very Hotline Miami. Super yeah. Hotline Miami. No. It's kind, of, it's kind of Hotline Miami. It's incredibly Hotline Miami. <laughs> it is you going through buildings, picking up items and whipping them at people for like a one-time use attack that instantly kills, and you instantly kill everybody, and everybody instantly kills you. Are there a lot of people wearing like cat hats and helmets and playing 80s music in the any background? any cat masks in no. Hotline Miami? I don't There's think There's a tiger so. mask. There's a tiger. Which is cat. technically a cat. It's kind of, of a cat. cat. It's a cat. Yeah, but it's I wouldn't cat. call it a cat mask. I call it a tiger mask. Fine, a tiger mask. There's tiger <laughs> masks. Gosh. Oh, man. The point is, is it good? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, okay. Both the characters have like special abilities that you level up as you go through the game and unlock new abilities and whatnot. Some of them yeah. kind of really, really suck, but some of them are interesting. Like co-op Hotline Miami with additional mechanics and things thrown in, like additional features. Yeah, they got some puzzles built in, lots of secrets. Cool. Uh, I've been playing a couple things. I've been doing a lot of work travel, so I've just been playing on my Switch recently, but I'm finally playing Breath of the Wild. I've never played it. Mm. I'm just like, hey, it's time to play through this game. And what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I have not played a ton. I've only played like probably six or eight hours so far, but it's great. It's it's just great. Uh, I was going to wait and play it on my projector, but then I realized it looks just fine on the Switch screen. You don't mm -hmm. need, like, you don't really need to scale it up. I think it looks fine as is. But uh, it just was time for me to play it and it's it's enjoyable it's uh i think some of the mechanics of the game are just cool and unique and i haven't played another game that's kind of like that for some of the mechanics or how you operate things um it's fun though again i just it's i've been wanting to play it but i haven't done it i also picked up another game on switch called phobia or just released on switch i think it's been out uh, on steam for a while but it's kind of a uh, 2d puzzle platformer it looks a little bit like inside looks does not play necessarily because it's pretty short and you're just playing as this uh girl who's kind of just trying to overcome her fears she's being chased by like some animals that are kind of interacting with you as you're sort of moving through the map um and there's some puzzle elements to it but it's really short uh i i really got it because i love the art style i really like the art style of inside um but i really like the art style of this i think it looks really good 
but it's neat. But I will say there are several bugs that I've found. Oh, yeah. is one Rough. of them the way they spelled phobia? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I'd like to lodge a complaint. Yeah. Hey, just so you know, Breath of the Wild actually runs better in portable mode. So does it really? Good, good for you. Oh, okay. Good to know. Uh, I've also been getting back to playing some more Gungeon. I've never finished that game, and I want to beat it. I don't know what that means. Wait, like you've never to beat it. Beaten the fifth floor? No, I actually have never beaten the fifth floor of that game. Oh, nice. Well, here's what I did to beat the fifth floor. Stop playing it for about a year <laughs> and then come back and beat it about three times in a row. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll try that. <laughs> we'll come back next year and I'll be playing this again and I will beat the fifth floor. You gotta again. remember who you're talking to, Jake. Remember the Bloodborne issue. Oh, yeah. You have, you can hey, equip weapons hey. and gunshot. <laughs> you just open hey, like that. Believe it hey, or not, Caleb. you start with weapons equipped and gunshot. <laughs> Caleb, uh, what you, you been playing lately? Caleb, you been playing some games? You playing games? Yeah, I've been playing a, a few things. Um, I mentioned Yuppie Psycho last time, but I hadn't played much of it. I finished it recently. Ooh, that game's nice. pretty cool. What? Nothing. No, don't spoil it. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> But that game's pretty cool. It's a really cool adventure game. Uh, I don't know how to describe it other than like an adventure game. You go around huh, picking up items, say. solving puzzles. You go That's on great. an adventure? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's all inside of this one office building. It's a weird game. But it's cool. What you're saying is you go on an adventure and it is a game. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. And you think it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Hmm. Pretty good. Uh, this guy's first game is on sale right now for two dollars. So, if anybody's interested in that, what's that one called? The Count Lucador. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. They're both very highly reviewed on Steam. Uh, I've also so. been playing way too much Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm like forty-five hours in. That game is a lot, a lot of fun. It is not very difficult. I think by the time your characters hit level 10, you blow up like every enemy in one round with most of your characters. Except for this latest battle I was in. They're, they're, this, one's, this one's getting pretty hard. Uh, but the game's pretty cool. There's like a section where you go around talking to all your various students and uh, leveling them up and teaching them things. And then there's battle sections. And then at the halfway mark in the game, it like changes... A bunch, like a pretty big change in gameplay. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And I'm I'm doing Black Eagle's houses, or Black Eagle's house. Yeah, I'm running through it right now with the, the Golden Deer. Yeah, you're missing out. I'm about to settle down <clears throat> with my girl L. I don't know because I've stolen most of the students of the Black Eagle house yeah. over to mine. That's a good call. No, yeah, I made a bad choice picking to play as a girl because now I can't romance best girl. Which is very mm. unfortunate. That is unfortunate. When you say settled down with, you are their professor, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. If you're wondering if there's like creepy, weird statutory rape things happening, the answer is yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, yep. You're, you, you, you are a professor. <laughs> I did hear uh, there is a time skip. There is a time skip. So that makes it a little less weird. You are no longer their professor at some point, yes. They still is... call you. Do you settle down with them before or after you stop being become or being their professor? After, after, after. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just making sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like this happens a lot in Fire Emblem. In Awakening, <laughs> there's a time skip, 
and a bunch of the people's children come back from the future to help you and you can romance them <laughs> and that's weird <laughs> that's not great uh, but it does happen yeah there's only oh, like okay. three people uh i'll say like, there's like five people who aren't your students that you can romance yeah and then there's like 30 track. students that you could possibly romance right it took mm -hmm, me so mm -hmm. long to realize that there was two different uh red-headed um guys in the game yeah sylvain and ferdinand <laughs> yep they're like the I, same character they literally look so close just one of them has like messed up red hair and i thought it was just i was catching ferdinand on like a bad day <laughs> which is why his hair was all messed up and then oh. like about like when they were fighting each other in one of the house battles i was like oh wait these are different people <laughs> so who's best girl owen uh I believe the best girl is Dorothy, which is why I mm. picked her up first. She I was like, is so strong. Oh yeah, my gosh. I, I grabbed so her so fast into my house. I was just like her. And also, if you're a um, if you play as a woman, uh, Sylvain will join your team or your class regardless yeah. of any of your stats or anything. So I grabbed him and her like right off the bat to start everything off. And now I'm slowly working up one of my skills so that way I can get Ash. And then nice. that's going to be my, like, my complete team. Pet Petra, best girl. Oh, yeah, you gotta I gotta get Petra, Petra on your team. Petra is, yeah. I just, I feel like because of the fact that I've spent so much getting Dorothy and soon to get Ash, that I don't have enough time to also get Petra. But if I can... Probably true. Yeah. Okay, right, that's enough about Fire Emblem. I've also been playing some uh, Blackout Club. I played this with Aaron and Alex. Yeah, it's just three of us, I guess. Uh, the Blackout Club is like a weird stealth game, multiplayer stealth game, kind of. You guys have a better description, maybe? Add on to That's, that. Uh, little horror elements, I guess. Yeah. Survival horror stuff. Uh, Alex was looking a bunch of stuff up about it the other day after we played it. Because the first match we got in, there was a voice talking to us. And like the whole screen went dark and the voice like told us where to go. And it was weird because it called us by name. So I looked it up. It was like one of the developers. He just like loads into people's games, I guess. No. And like, oh, yeah. No. Yeah, the the yeah. wiki calls it an exceedingly rare event. So yeah. What? <laughs> it happened on our very <laughs> first game. No there, way. It's a there's yeah. like, what? There's like seven gods of the universe or something, and they like all the voices or something. Yeah, they all inhabit like different voices that are have unique like personalities and characteristics, and they can show up in people's games and like direct them to do things and or tell them secrets. And I think in one case, it said that one of them will like teleport you to the moon. Yeah, and and have a conversation <laughs> with you. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds freaking That's... amazing. It's it pretty you know, cool. We did, like, at the very beginning of that game, when you're, like, setting everything up, it asks you if you want to allow a uh, voice recording of your mic just all the time so that it can introduce, like, additional elements in the game. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. You just opt into it. Otherwise, it's like, oh, you won't get the full experience unless you do this. What about, I like, nobody, maybe nobody just never, like, nobody ever clicks that button. And we're just like, yeah, what? sure, yeah, my mic, yeah, fine. And guy's like, oh, hey. We can do it with these people. This is great. I'll just hop in their game. It'll be fine. I think if we'd have had um, in-game voice chat on, he probably would have been able to hear us. 
What? Yeah, I'm sure. That's so freaking weird. Yeah. So he was, he was probably disappointed that none of us said anything. Yeah. Also, we were so confused because it was our little first okay. match. We didn't know what we were doing at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but also, who would freaking, if they heard a voice in game, just go, hey, hey, who is this? Hey, how you doing, guy? <laughs> Thanks for joining our game. A lot of people. That's true. Like, maybe not, but as soon as he started calling us by name and stuff like that, you'd probably be like, wait, are you real? Can when he you... called you M squared, I was like, that's yeah. strange. That, yes. That was Doki Doki vibes. Mm. Uh, is that all you got, Caleb? That's it for me, yeah. Chad, what have you been playing? So, I played a little bit of WoW Classic when the beta was introduced a while ago. It was a server stress test. Uh, and so that was interesting, to say the least. Um, but because I bought a subscription, I got into WoW Retail. And that's been an adventure, let me tell you. And for the uh, folks at home, what is the difference between Classic and Retail? So Classic is bare bones vanilla Warcraft that, that came out like 15 years ago. And Retail is the up-to-date, all expansions, all quality of life, uh, just like everything's in the game. Um, I'd say easier leveling, uh, easier money gain, and everything like that. Um, Classic's going to be very, very grindy. It's for the people who enjoy doing dungeons for hours rather than just five minutes. Hmm. So it's it's getting back to the roots of what WoW was, which I just... Uh, it's too much grind. I, I want to have fun and kind of just like breeze through it. I'm a casual and I know that there are some people, wild people out there, if they listen to this podcast, they're just going to cringe at me saying that. But, you know, I, I just want to have some fun and play with Caitlin, my fiance, and, you know, go through some wild, wild retail. What I find interesting about Classic is the fact that it's not the old vanilla game. It is literally the vanilla game built in the new WoW engine. Like, they went back and built it all back from scratch. And so much so that they were like asking about bugs and things that they like fixed in WoW. And they were like, yeah, okay, we need to put this bug back in. We need to make sure that we code in this glitch that people oh, were using. <laughs> like that's how dedicated they were because they were like, we want this to feel so authentic to the original, even though we're not using the original, that we're going to make sure all the impurities are there as well. Which I would thought was just impressive and stupid. I, I know like, I don't. They're not using they're not using the updated uh, like models and graphics though. Even right. Yeah, that's like, all the old stuff. Yeah, I think they are like using some of the old uh, models and stuff like that. But it is it is weird because they could have easily just been like, "Oh, hey, here's like the actual patch that we want you guys to play on from back when in vanilla." Uh, here's the server to play it on, and you're done. Like, they could have just flicked a switch and had that happen, but instead they decided to do all of this crazy shit for absolutely no reason. The the thing, and I once again, I know that, well, people are probably going to be upset with this comment, but when I heard about WoW Classic, I thought they were just going to take, like, what they have now and then revert it back to Classic, but then have, like, all the quality of life still kind of in it. So yeah. it's just kind of vanilla, vanilla craft with the quality of life, but... They're going hardcore back. Oh, yeah. Like, I would have much rather them do that just because I remember trying to, like, find things that you needed to kill for a quest. And back in Classic, if you didn't know where that thing was, you were just running around for, like, an hour 
trying to find where these things spawned and you'd like look up online like where the spawn maps were and then you know like matched up with your map in game and then like walk over there and everything like that whereas like current non-vanilla wow you just click a button on the quest and it glows on your mini map being like it's over there go get it right it's like it's so easy it's idiot resistance now while classic was like you actually had to think and I mean, maybe thinking is good, but I don't know. I just want to mindlessly just kill boars. Yeah, I I think the one thing that surprised me most about Classic was the fact that you still had to have a $15 subscription on it. Like, if they... When I first heard that they were going to have WoW Classic out, I was assuming that they were going to build Classic and have it as, like, a free thing for people to play because it's been 15 years. And then if people are, like, playing it, they can go, okay, cool, pay some money now, and you can take your character in Classic and move it over to retail and start your $15 subscription on the retail stuff. So you're surprised they didn't just give it away for free? (laughs) I I mean, I'm surprised they didn't use it more as a launch pad to try to get more subscribers than... Well, they did, though, right? Because you have to subscribe to play it. But how many people? I guess, Chad. <laughs> yeah, but, it worked yeah. opposite for me, because I paid for the classic and then realized I didn't like classic and went to retail, so... I don't know. I kind of understand what you're saying, but at the same time, like, it's they rebuilt it from scratch so like knowing that that takes a lot of work that's probably yeah. a lot of man hours that they need to get paid for so it's not like they're and, making and once, billions of dollars a month just on subscription fees or anything right and, and then once you play classic you have access to reads you have access to both with 15 dollars, which is actually not that bad but, but if I, you pay I, for the year it's i think it's 10 dollars a month yeah i think the, the downside right, of, so if you already have retail you can just play classic for free yep okay I, I think the downside reasonable. with WoW, which is always the downside of WoW, is that you gotta keep paying if you want to keep playing. Yeah. <laughs> is it really like that? Yeah. Yep. It's hmm. it's a monthly subscription, so you gotta keep paying for it. Like that's that's the one problem I always had with WoW is is exactly that. It's like you know I can I wish that there was a way that I could just be like here take this amount of money and allow me to just play like this and this expansion. Like if they said, "Hey, just pay sixty bucks and you can play classic and um you know and and burning crusades for as long as you want, and sure, done, I'd so do that in a heartbeat just because I would much rather do that than pay fifteen and then fifteen and then fifteen and fifteen, and then like you know it's just it gets to I be mean, a lot they, man. they charge like close to that amount for the expansion with the subscription on top, so they're not gonna yeah. do that, yeah give put out like a like a decent content update like every four months or so they do okay they they do add a lot of like raids and um dungeons and content and updates and they patch a lot of stuff like i don't think that the money is not worth it but it is definitely a thing that at least when i was playing wow i caught myself a lot being like well I paid $15 this month to play World of Warcraft, so I better get more hours of World of Warcraft in to make it worth it. Hmm. What I've read online, because anytime I get into a game, I go and find their subreddit and I follow it, is if you do like the year subscription, but then you realize that you can't actually play WoW for that year, 
you can contact a GM and they'll freeze your account. Or whenever you want to come back, your paid account will be there. As long as you don't sign in again for that year. Hmm. That's so actually... they'll work with you. Yeah, I mean, that's convenient. Yeah, yeah so cool. it's like it's like you pay for a year, and then you get enlisted and have to go overseas. Like, you, you can contact the GM and be like, hey, I can't play. And they'll be like, all right, make sure you don't log in, and we'll freeze your account. Wow. Well, I mean, I guess they're going to retain more people that way. You know, so people start buying year-long subscriptions, and then they can't, like, they yeah. can't do it, but they're not going to get their money back. They're not coming back. Right. Know? Anyways, moving on. I am also playing Overwatch a little bit and uh, Apex. Good games. Jake. Cool. Yeah, uh, so I've kind of only been playing one game, Dark Souls 2. Uh, yeah, so I played the hmm. first one when it came <laughs> on Switch. I, I feel like I haven't been on this podcast in a while. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but yeah, still just playing Dark Souls 2. Um, so before I start complaining about things, <laughs> I am having fun with the game. But <laughs> I really need to hear this now because I love all the Dark Souls series. Yeah, I think the bosses have been like really, really underwhelming for me. Like, I think of the first five bosses, I think three of them are just like dudes with weapons. And then one of the other two is just two dudes with weapons stapled together. <laughs> and that's also not counting the dude with a spear who I skipped. And it was just a boss from the first game. At least I think. I skipped him, so I don't guess I don't know for sure. But, like, none of them have really been too difficult or, like, interesting. So that's been kind of a downer to me. Wasn't Dark Souls 2 kind of their low? <laughs> that's what most people say. I know some people, present company, Chad, possibly, uh, think that it's way underrated. That a lot of people's dislike of it is overblown. I kind of don't know yet. I'm only 12 hours in. So that's maybe a third, maybe a fourth. Hmm. But yeah, this, this is the one that is pop that is widely considered the worst one. I can see that, to be honest. I played the first one, beat it, and didn't pick it back up again. Played the second one, beat it twice, and then played the third one, I think, four times. Mm. D- dang. Do <laughs> so. you play Bloodborne? <sighs> you gotta kind play of. Bloodborne, dude. <laughs> <It's> so <good. laughs> Bloodborne's so good. I couldn't get into it, but then again, I was at a friend's house, and it wasn't like I could just sit there and play it myself without anybody watching me. Yeah, sure. sure. Bloodborne's my favorite so far. Yeah, yeah, big same. <laughs> oh, the other thing. Dark Souls 2 has really weird lock-on mechanics. I don't know. I feel like the range is a lot shorter than any of their other games. And the section I was just in, and this is, this is like a very specific complaint, but there's literally enemies you can't lock onto. They're what? like kind of see-through-y. Mm. Get good, like, kid. What? <laughs> Get good, kid. I mean, they didn't kill me. I just, there was a period where I literally had, like, eye strain trying to fight these translucent <laughs> enemies you can't lock onto in fog. And I was just like, wow, my eyes hurt a lot as I'm fighting air. Were you just, so like, wildly really... flailing your sword? Pretty much, yeah. It's, it was really annoying. I was like, wow, that air moved kind of weird. I'm going to punch it a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, souls would come out and I'd go, cool. I guess that was a guy. And then I'd just, like, move on. 
But yeah, so that's kind of been really annoying. Yeah, and then there's these great swords. And what I've learned is if you're moving and you swing, even if you're locked on, your movement will change where your swing goes. So like if you're backing up and you're locked onto a guy in front of you and you swing, you'll swing at like a 90 degree angle to like the right. <laughs> Which, yeah, wow, now you're going to die because that leaves you <laughs> wide open. So that that was not a fun thing to learn. But yeah, Has like the rolling gotten better? Yes. Oh, my, that was my biggest issue with the game at first. There's a stat called adaptability, I think. And it literally changes like how many iframes you get when you roll. Which a really weird stat. Yeah, mm -hmm. I really hate it. But once I learned that it was a thing and poured like 20 points into it, it felt like playable again. So that that helped tremendously. But yeah. you had to waste a bunch of points into that stat. Yeah, it's kind of Dark Souls 2 is kind of weird. I feel like a lot of its issues are bounced on by other things. Like you have to sink a bunch of points into that, but you level up a lot faster than Dark Souls 1. Like I just said, I'm 12 hours in and I'm like level 70 something. What? Yeah, which is insane. That's like end game in Dark Souls 1. But yeah. here it's like a quarter of the way through you're level 70. So it's like, eh, maybe it's okay. Did they retain that? Same level pacing for Dark Souls 3? No. I, I, I never finished Dark Souls 3, but I'm pretty sure it didn't. I'm pretty sure it was back to a more like 100-ish being yeah, high level. I think okay. so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's fun. I wish the bosses were a little more creative. But yeah. That's yeah I play 3 for those bosses, man. I know. I, Three's bosses are so good. It, it's on the list, my dude. <laughs> Owen, what have you been playing, yeah. bud? So I have been playing a bunch of things, one of which is a game called Hover. Uh, it's made by the team that made Jet Set Radio, and it's kind of like a spiritual successor of it. And I think it's a lot of fun. It's kind of like this futuristic, uh, you know, like techno world. And you're one of these like renegade people that is spray paying and grinding all over things with your super cool hover boots or whatever. It's neat. I think it's, you know, it was like, I think it was like uh, something I grabbed on Steam sale for like five bucks or something like that. And it's uh, an open world game. So I like just started doing some of the missions and then I saw other people were like doing tricks and grinding and making like light trails all right next to me. And I was like, oh, hey, these are other people, not just like NPCs. Um, Did some guy make fun of you stuff. for a while? Yeah, yeah. I was doing one really badly. Uh, and this guy was like being like, oh, you just have to press A a bunch and you can get it. Uh, but that's not it didn't work for me because I built my character to be like you have a um, kind of like a stat tree that you uh, uh, that you can make your character. So that way it's like different. And so mine was very grind and wall ride based. Like I got more points and things for doing grinds, whereas like this person obviously went for more air and uh, longer combo time. So the quest that you had to do was basically just get like all of these points and he could do it because all he had to do is just keep pressing the jump button. And like while he was in the air, he'd do a trick land and his combo would keep resetting so he could just keep doing it. Whereas like I had to actually move places and grind on different things and do stuff. But I got there. Um, it's neat. It has like a little like kind of like rollerball sports game that you play a bunch in it as well. Um, 
I think that it's definitely something that we should check out for doing our 24 hour stream later in the year. Just because I feel like it'd be something fun for a bunch of us to just kind of like jump in a match and like throw this ball at each other and try to like grind around and dunk it into a little hoop. Um, you mean like roller robot roller derby disco dodgeball? <laughs> yeah. I guess. I haven't played that, but that sounds fairly Ooh. close. Um, I've also been playing Mario Rabbids, finally. Um, it's it was, been out for a bit. It has been out for a bit. <laughs> I grabbed it on the E3 sale because it and all of its DLC was 20 bucks. Oh, nice. So I thought that was a pretty pretty sweet, sweet grab. And so it's fun. It's a Mario game with mechanics that are uh, that have a um, you know tactical mechanics it's you know XCOM with a mario skin on it and the nice thing is that when it says uh, you know that you're gonna hit something a hundred percent you actually hit the thing unlike XCOM. <laughs> um so that's nice yeah it, isn't everything's either a hundred percent or fifty percent yes or zero i guess yeah there, there's no like 98 uh, percent oh, and then you, you miss missed. yeah yeah, no, it, <sighs> you're either gonna hit it or you're not. And you, the enemies are at ten percent and they crit. Great, you thanks. Different, uh, you have like different, uh, not attachments, but you have like different um, types of guns that you can use, and different ones of those gives you different abilities. So like one of them is like does honey damage, and so you have the possibility of like getting honey onto the enemy and then it'll be stuck there for and can't move the next turn or ink which then they can't use their main gun that turn because they're blinded but they can still run around or you could use like a, a knockback so that way like if you you have a percentage chance of knocking them back from wherever they're hiding so that's like an interesting way to add stuff into it and kind of think about more of like, all right, well, if I move this guy here, I might be able to knock him back and get him out of cover, which will then allow, you know, Mario to run up and jump on top of him and deal damage that way before going over here and doing more damage. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's uh, a pretty fun tactics game. I think that of the two tactics games that I've played this week, the other being Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem is much better. <laughs> Seriously, play Fire Emblem. It's great. but I, It's probably much easier, though. Fire Emblem, it seems very easy. So, about that, doesn't Fire Emblem have adjustable difficulty? Yes. It has two difficulties. What are the two? It has two starting difficulties. I don't know yeah. if there's other ones later. The, I think it, there's it's, New Game Plus. It's, but... Yeah, it's it's basically like um, at like basic difficulty, which it says for um, returning or new players. And then that's there's all, like... That's everyone. That's and not then helpful. there's like hard mode, and then it's just like for experienced players only. Yeah. What are you on, Caleb? I picked the regular difficulty. Well, I see your problem. Here's the problem. I picked the regular difficulty because I'm also playing on Classic, where people die, they're dead. Yep, and Ooh, I had some experience with XCOM where you don't play on the hardest difficulty and classic mode <laughs> <laughs> because that guy who has a 10% chance of hitting you crits your character and now he's dead forever yeah no Fire Emblem does that too it's funny every time though <laughs> uh, I haven't had that I haven't it's been very easy and there's like wait there's a built in sort of mechanic Backtrack, that yeah. prevents you from losing your characters constantly yeah, yeah I, was, I... I was hearing a lot of people talk about it was too easy on the, the regular difficulty, and then there's no way to change it, like, mid-game. Yeah, there's oh, not. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I tried. 
Well, I guess I know easy. what difficulty I, I'll play it on. I heard it's also pretty, still pretty easy on the harder difficulty. Well, yeah, Lord. if I knew that the like backtrack button was going to be in the game as a mechanic, I definitely would have started at the harder difficulty. Oh yeah, me too. Because Absolutely. now I'm just like, oh wait, this person like ran around all of my troops and accidentally killed my healer. <laughs> backtrack. Nope. So isn't there an a unit in there that's like a bodyguard for a king or something like that? Like a black knight or something. Um, it's an enemy type, and then it like there doesn't is, it doesn't do anything unless you go and hit it or something that, like that. There is one mission like that. Yes. Yeah, I, I heard the new game plus. If you do like whatever the harder difficulty is, like that dude just comes after you. Oh, that could be rough. <laughs> he will one shot all of your characters. Oh yeah. Maybe not new game plus, but um. And then the other thing that I've been playing is I've been playing some Overwatch with the uh, the new 222 update in Sigma. So that's been a lot of fun. It's been nice to uh, play a nice bunch of comps with people that um, I normally wasn't getting matched with just because like I would be 3100 or something like that. But now that, you know, that's cut out to my support role. I don't have to worry about it because I can then go play DPS with you guys and, you know, be able to do some comp and play more of that. I think that that's a lot of fun. I think 222 is a great thing. It's been doing wonders for the Overwatch League. It made literally the worst team in the league now the best team and undefeated in the league. Seriously? Yeah. It was it was that big of a difference. Like literally Which team are you talking about? The Washington Justice went from winning all of two games in the first three stages to now being undefeated uh five games running i'll have you know they were still better than mayhem <laughs> yeah so the second true. worst in the entire <laughs> but mayhem's doing super good now mayhem is currently as we're recording this say. beating the shit out of boston yeah i'm actually yeah. watching them kick their teeth in yeah like it's amazing because these teams like some of these teams have extremely good dps players that could just never play dps and now they're getting their chance to do that and you're like oh wait this person can dunk on people like the game that i was watching last week with um uh cory the uh hanzo widow dps for the washington justice he wasn't just beating uh the other team he was setting overwatch league records while beating the other team like there wasn't even a competition on it it was just this guy dunking straight across the entire thing and i was just like this is what overwatch should have always been not like one side all just completely like smashing the other but like having dps and actually being entertaining to watch so i mean i clearly the 222 role system is having to support two um dps and two tank yeah and that has limited things like goats comp and mm-hmm. you know and terrible comps yeah, and it, four dps is that, well is we also nerfed brig into the ground which nerfed well, yeah, did that never too. forget <laughs> <laughs> is that specifically what has changed it over though just like forcing people to come up with different team comps or like what or well, or it's just removing all of the crap and making people play just go back to basic overwatch where it's just two 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 and you have to actually outplay the other team I, I think that it's um, definitely kind of forced people to play specific team comps. Uh, but that being said, even with, you know, right now while I was playing competitive, there was a lot of versatility even inside of the 222. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of people say that it's like it's very limiting, but I mean, there's bunker or dive or like turret. Like I, I saw one that we like we had a sim and a torb. And so we weren't really bunkering. It was just that they were like playing on the outskirts and keeping uh, all of these turrets up, forcing the team to go through a specific chokehold that we wanted them to go through where we were all set up and ready for them. Um, so I, I think that there's still a lot of versatility, especially with the amount of characters that they have in there. But it does definitely like, you know, you're not playing for DPS. You're going to actually have to play uh, a comp that is viable now. And this is like this is a, a permanent change for them. This is not a seasonal thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is this is a permanent change. This is going to stay in effect. I doubt that they're going to switch off of it. Um from my experience, I at least playing in like competitive with the two two two, I think that it's good for the most part. It's kind of upsetting a lot in the fact that you can tell that some people like I I have been the person and seen this person of like they play DPS and they're playing you know DP they're supposed to be in your you know, SR, so they should be about your level, and you're watching them play, and you're just being like, oh, wait, you don't know how to play the current DPS character that you're playing, or you don't know how to be doing, um, you know, what we need you to do in that role. And I've been that person, and it sucks, because there's nothing else I can do. Like, I was, we had a tracer that was just destroying our team. I went McCree, because that's, like, the thing you do. You go McCree to try to counter the tracer, and I just... I couldn't do anything. I was just useless. And it just sucks that I had to sit there for six minutes being useless with my team screaming at me and insulting me and being like, man, you're so bad at McCree. And it's like, I'm aware. That's why I don't play McCree. (laughs) But like, I can't, I can't do anything. Like I can't say here, you take McCree. I'll take tank. You know, I can't switch with them anymore. I just have to sit there and be like, yeah, I'm bad. McCree. We lose. I I don't know. I like, there's nothing else I can do about it. I can't be uh, magically become a better McCree in six minutes. I mean, there is there's another DPS player on your team, though, yeah. Yeah, but when I offered to have them switch, they didn't want to. They're just like, no, you you can you can keep going. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm just gonna just like drown in the deep end of the water here, and just we lost the game. And it's just like that's just such a shitty feeling because there's nothing you can do. You're just stuck there for several minutes, just being like, well, we lose. Um, just sit around, I guess. Is there, I mean, not, not that this is like report worthy, but is there a reporting system in Overwatch? There is. Yeah. A, yeah. I have never used it. I use it frequently. <laughs> no I way. Have. You use uh, it frequently, Owen? I use it very frequently and That's have gotten a number of surprising. people uh, and things. I think the only time I used it was when there was a guy that was just harassing Cassie because she was a girl. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. about that. <laughs> Some, some that. real winners on there mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if like uh part of the idea of 222 was to limit the toxicity of the community but i will tell you now uh it didn't <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh i mean yeah it's like you have now viable comps to play but against the other team so i guess it's a little bit more enjoyable in that but people are still as salty and as toxic as they were before so that's just still there and still a problem yeah it's um, not like gaming yeah 
It really is. I mean, the insults just move from don't pick that character to don't queue as that like yep. st- yeah. that role. Yeah, I I got a lot of just like, hey, don't ever queue as DPS again, uninstall the game kind of shit. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, speaking of uh, updated related things, Chad, I wanted to ask you how uh, Apex Iron Crown event was going. You've been playing solos, right? Yeah, so I have mixed feelings about it. Um, I think I've kind of maybe talked to you, some of you guys about this before where I've been playing Apex and I'm like, yeah, I really, I really like the gunplay in it and I really like the game, but I just wish that there was like a duo or a solo mode. But like, I never thought anything would come of it. I thought they were going to keep trios because, I mean, if you think about it, their game isn't doing the hottest on the market um in comparison to the other brs but they came out with this mode where it's kind of worded weird where it's supposedly a limited time but on one of their tweets they kind of just said yeah we're just gonna leave it in so it's up in the air on if it's staying or not um it came out and everybody was super excited for the cosmetics because these were the first cosmetics that were coming out that were actually like decent cosmetics for apex they were actually really well done they look good and people were like, yeah, these are going to be so awesome. Like, I, I wonder what challenges we're going to have to do to unlock them. Like, I wonder if there's going to be like, you know, maybe we pay for them. Um, and it just, it turned out to be loot boxes, which I want to, I want to touch on that <laughs> in a second, but, and just say this, Solos is really incredible if you're good at the gunplay. <laughs> But at the same time, I there's there's just something about it that like I I feel like I'm a competent Apex player. When I'm playing in trios, I'm slaying out and getting like 15 kills. When I play solos in that 1v1 situation, there's something about the time to kill or or something that I feel is tweaked because I can have a purple shield, but I'll be dead within 1 second of seeing a guy. And I don't know if it's because there's just cheaters that are using aimbots. Um, I did get teamed on. Like, legitimately, I spectated them, and they were just standing next to each other, not shooting. Like, legitimate team. Uh, and then I, it's just different. I don't know. It feels different. There's a lot more third parties because they didn't decrease the amount of people dropping in. It's still the 60 count. And so when you land in an area, it's such an RNG crap show of... I just got white armor and a pistol and the dude next to me has a peacekeeper and purple armor. When maybe your teammate was the one that got the peacekeeper and purple armor, you got the pistol and white armor, but then the other teams across the way getting weapons as well. So I think solos just in my opinion, and I'm very sad to say this, I don't think solos works in apex. I think a duos mode, a trios, and maybe even a quads would work, but solos just doesn't see, doesn't do it for me. I keep playing it just to see if something will change, but it just it's not there. Don't you have a like a like a issue with the loot table system in Apex anyway? So hundred oh, percent. Because that adds to the complexity of why solos won't work. I mean if you if you have a bad loot table, then of course you're not gonna be able to especially if you're getting outmatched by somebody who just happens to drop on something, then yeah, I mean it's just UV him and you go you're you're gonna be outplayed. Yeah, like so so take PUBG for instance, right? You drop in a building and you loot for about maybe 30 seconds, you'll probably find three SMGs, maybe one, two ARs, and 
a couple pistols, armor, helmet. Like, you'll find the gear you need to where if you walk out that door, you will be able to take a fight. So, like, any, like a little skirmish. For some reason, in Apex, they make it to where you have to loot, like, three different locations to be geared enough to actually fight something. And they've done it in a way, and they've, they've preached that uh, some weapons need to be weaker than other weapons. Now, with this patch that they did with Season 2 coming out, um, they did kind of boost some of the weapons, but they almost boost them too much. Like the alternator with the disruptor rounds, it shreds through armor. That's the only gun you see. Like, that's the mm-hmm. only gun people use now. And so it's like, when you see something like that happen, you, you got to think to yourself as a dev, like, what, like, how can I balance this out to where people don't gravitate towards the wingman or the alternator, like, all the time? And they do little tweaks here and there, but it's, it's just not enough. And can we talk about the loot boxes for a minute? Because yeah. <laughs> let me just start with this. Like, everybody knows the loot boxes can be done well, and then they can be done not well. Uh, pretty much any time you have to pay for them, they're done not well. And, you know, the best solution to doing loot boxes, if it's going to be one of your, like, first times for, for new stuff, is why not make them not only paid for, but, like, really freaking expensive loot boxes. And on top of that, have exclusive content that you can only get by buying them and by buying all of them. Because that makes sense. I think we can probably just stop with if EA is doing loot boxes. <laughs> yeah. Like, Dota so, 2 does loot boxes incredibly, in my opinion. Just because, like, you pay two-something, two and you get whatever item is there, and it's cool. All Like, almost every loot box item in Dota is cool. There's a couple things about the loot boxes in Dota that makes them, like, better than everybody else's paid loot boxes. One... If you buy enough of them, like every time you get an item out of it, it takes that out of the, the loot table. So you're guaranteed like out of these seven boxes, I'm going to get the seven sets. Two, they're only like two bucks and change. Three, if you don't want to take a chance on a box, they have the marketplace where people resell the direct item that you you want. And, four, and it might be true. slightly more expensive than one loot box, but you're guaranteed to get it in one instead of having to buy like five to get the thing that you want. Do you know what percentage of those items you can actually get just in a random drop in the game? I don't know. I, I would assume. Have I'd bet it's a, high. I mean, I think they have a specific loot table that is the random drops in game that does not include like the new stuff. Okay. But they add stuff to it periodically. For what it's worth, just to like talk numbers here for a second there are there's 20 24 loot boxes is how many there are in apex legends for the new event and you can i'm pretty sure you can grind like two of them right chad yeah i so something that really pisses me off oh there's seven dollars a piece seven dollars a piece the thing that pisses me off about the whole event is i have looked on the internet i have looked on apex i have looked on their twitter i don't know how to unlock the unless I'm just being completely stupid, it's not right in your face on how to unlock the loot boxes without buying them. Oh, you can only unlock two. Yeah, but apparently it has two. something to do with like some like event or um you have to grind something. 
It's something Eric to do with the challenges, the the mm-hmm. Iron Iron Crown challenges. But still, if you look in the game on the internet anywhere, there's nothing that says, "Oh, you just have to to complete all the challenges." Like it doesn't say that. There is so it kind of if if you're like twelve and you you don't know anything about like how loot boxes and like you know the the psychology behind them and how it's you know it feeds on addiction and uh and you're just looking at this and you're like, "I want those skins," and then. There's that background of you could unlock two and you could get that skin free. You're going to overlook that and be like, mommy, mommy, I want your credit card so I can go purchase all of these, you know, skins. But like EA has never been predatory on small children and their credit cards. That doesn't sound like them at all. Uh, Oh, gosh. I actually mentioned today to Alex that there was a guy who looked at his charges and saw that he spent $10,000 in two years on FIFA. Jeez. That's a sickness right there. They, they said that he was well off enough to where the charges that he was doing like didn't affect him, but after he looked back, he was like, oh my gosh. But yeah, so the total price, from what I understand, of all of the Apex Legends... Um, loot boxes and then the heirloom that you get for unlocking all uh, 24 uh, of those you oh. do not get it if you unlock all 24 boxes you get the option to buy <laughs> yeah. it right hey. so so the pr- the price for all of that and maybe somebody else correct me if i'm wrong i think it's 170 dollars i think that's correct well i think it's 170 dollars for just the crates and then i think you have to pay like 30 on top of that for the this says actually this says right here it says 35 dollars for the heirloom set which is just, in, that's insane. You're grinding out two loot boxes, then you're paying for another 22, and then once you buy them all, then you can buy this extra exclusive set. That's the way to do loot boxes, guys. Did you guys take notes? It, These people this, just need to stop with Apex and make Titanfall 3 already. <laughs> uh, that would be a good idea. Uh, let's talk about other things to spend money on. Uh Sony just announced, I think it was like late July, right, that they hit 100 million units for PS4. Yeah, and I I thought this was interesting just because they said that they they reached that number faster than they did with the PlayStation 2, and they reached it faster than the Wii, apparently. Which the, I remember the Wii <laughs> was selling and cra- like crazy, like hotcakes, because everybody's grandma wanted a Wii. Yeah. So that's kind of incredible, I think. I how many how many switch units have been sold at this point? I mean, clearly we're not nowhere near a hundred million, but probably yeah, like I twelve. <laughs> are are we counting the light and the new and improved switch? We probably as well? will count the light. Yeah. Aren't they? They're the, not even out yet, though, are they? Uh, oh, the, the light is, isn't it? I was going to say the the new one with the longer battery life, I think, is out either now or is very shortly soon. Like sometime this month, I remember it being a thing. You can either pre-order it or buy it right now. I don't remember which on Amazon, at least. Uh, Units I shipped. think Light is still like a month or two out. Yeah. It says uh, 36.87 million as of June 30th. So oh. they're moving along. Yeah, and they came out pretty significantly after playstation right mm-hmm. if i remember correctly mm-hmm. yeah so yeah they they could be on track to, to make some records who knows which is incredibly popular so 
Um, I also was reading an article about um, all this uh, info that got leaked by the ESA. Um, basically, like all of the media that went to E3 this year were in, like all of their addresses and phone numbers and everything were in this big giant list that was just sitting unprotected on their website. <laughs> well, <laughs> of that seems bad. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I'm so sure all that fine. info is out there. Like, people, you know, cr- p- crazy people will do crazy things with that kind of information. So people are getting, you know, all sorts of messages left on their phone numbers. Like, tons of people have had to change their phone numbers already because they're just constantly getting spammed with calls or texts or whatever. Um, people have had some packages show up their houses unwarranted. Oh, boy. Like, yeah, so it's like you gotta, they got to be careful about what they open now in case something, somebody tries to send something nefarious uh esa came out and was talking all like you know we're sorry like this has never happened in the 20 years of the esa blah 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 blah. uh just after they announced all that they found out hey like all of the info for like all of the previous e3s was also up there until just recently (laughs) (laughs) come on jeez like back to like 2004 there was like sets of data so there's a lot of people around in in the media industry and journalism that are talking like, it, will this end E3? Like this <laughs> this leak has <laughs> the potential to like end it because one they're gonna get sued. There there's already a suit in in process, and it's gonna be a massive amount of money. And they don't think that the ESA is gonna be able to live through how much money they owe. Wow. And wow. so what you think that it's so going to will... become like PAX is going to be the new E3 where everybody yeah, goes know. out like, to... E3 I... was already kind of dwindling down. Like PlayStation wasn't there this year. Yeah, I was about to say that exact thing. I feel like people are already opting out of E3. So yeah. it's not really a stretch to say E3 so, is going to die. Yeah, so people have already started. And then all of a sudden you have this fear of, do I trust these people with my with my data to, to try to show up at this event? And obviously the answer is now no. <laughs> so I don't know. That's that, do we see an E three next year? That's the big question, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I think uh, Epic Games also just had some account leaks or hacks recently. I don't know if they're so, facing the same sort of yeah. class action, anyways. But did you did you actually hear about this before I put this on the list? No, I was just reading about it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It. November 2018 is actually when they got hacked, and we haven't heard anything about it until now. Great. And and so they they didn't come out with anything saying like, "Hey, by the way, uh, we got hacked. You should probably <laughs> do, we sh- you should probably yes. do something about your passwords and such. Your your accounts are, yeah. So they're getting sued for that." Although they have God's money, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I don't think they really have to worry about people. I think they have enough money coming in for the amount of people who play that game. And Quite I think incredible. The, the, the hack happened with um, Epic Games asks you to do SSO tokens for like Facebook. And does anybody use Google Circles anymore? Didn't they shut down Google Plus? I thought they did, yeah. Yeah. Like they did. Years ago? Yeah. In, this, in this image, it has Google Plus. And wow. it's showing, yeah, so... But basically, because the SSO tokens um, 
like in between that the malicious like hacker was able to get in there and you know get the url you you were redirected to his page to log in and the victims clicked the link and so if you haven't really logged in on a browser for epic and you're only using the epic launcher or if you're not using the epic launcher i think you're safe listen as long as you're not just talking about sending out content about borderlands 3 and 2k sending freaking people (laughs) over to your house you're probably fine there's this like youtuber that was getting pretty consistent leaks for borderlands 3 information (laughs) and he would post it on his channel and apparently 2k was not happy with that so they sent private investigators to the youtuber's house (laughs) try to figure out where he's getting his information from I, I I really like Rock Paper Shotgun's title. It's 2K sent hired goons to a YouTuber over Borderlands 3 info leaks. Wait, but how does that work? They just like knock and it's like, hi, we'd like to talk to you about where you're getting your 2K information. Oh, <laughs> no thank you. Yeah. And and they're not you cops. Say, you don't have to yeah. let them in, actually. Yeah, I don't know. At what point does that actually become like a corporate S- corporate corporate S- well, I can't corporate say it. Corporate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Corporate. At what point does it actually become that? Because like it's gotta gotta get close, right? I yeah, think I that the line is the fact that he's not like selling that information to a competitor to gain an edge. I mean, is he, he's not making money off of it. He's got to be making money off of it. I, oh no, he's making money off of it, but he's making money off it by getting people to click stuff. And the stuff that he's—I I assume that the stuff that he's leaking here is just stuff being like, "Oh, hey, this is you know people that's going to be in it, or this is classes that you can play, and you know things like that." It's not actually talking about. Um, like the code because if you are going to take the code out of the game that's not even out yet and then hand that to competitors that a hundred percent oh that is corporate as like that, that is definitely is clearly but... you're gonna get in some trouble but i think just being like hey this is stuff that's gonna be coming out with you know the new patch or the new game or something like that and you're you've got the exclusive on it before somebody else i don't think that he has anything wrong there in it like i think he's in the right to be able to report on that and be able to be like yeah i can talk about this because i have a source and the source told me that this is stuff that you're putting in the game i feel like they might have legal precedents to like sue him for that i don't know though we've got a free press at least for now yeah yeah (laughs) we have a they, they did an interview with ign and they were talking about the the just the leak and what was going on and they said and i quote the action we've taken is the result of a 10-month investigation and a history of this creator profiting from breaking our policies, leaking confidential information about our product, and infringing our copyright. 10 months? That's a long time. Yeah, that's, that's a long time. That's, that's more than, you know, like you said, like a couple good guesses. That guy's got some inside sources. Right. Yeah. Does anybody watch his, like, has anybody seen anything he's posted on his channel? Nah, I didn't bother. I know mm. next to nothing about Borderlands 3, actually. I just bought it. <laughs> I mean, just knew you were going to play it. That's like, fair. Hey, Did you use Code Hydraxis? Yes, actually. Ooh. By the way, use Code Hydraxis if you're buying uh, Borderlands 3 in the Epic Games Store. Shameless plug. Shameless plug! Okay. Does it do anything, or is it just like a fun joke? It gives me money. <laughs> Does it give us <laughs> less money for Borderlands 3, or is it just... Is it all for you and none for anyone else? Did it... I don't... I want to... Okay, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that it's literally just you typing in my name, and then I get money because I'm I'm a creator, and you're just... 
doing it out of the kindness of your heart, but you're still <laughs> buying Borderlands because you were going to buy Borderlands anyways. Gotcha. I got it for 10 bucks off during that sale, so... That yes. was the thing. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about another kind of interesting thing on, uh, on YouTube. Um, Minecraft recently passed Fortnite. Um, yeah, in, in terms of like most searched gaming topic. Minecraft what? goes Fortnite bad. <laughs> yeah, so for the first time since January 2017, Fortnite's That's... not the most searched thing. Yeah, I don't understand why Minecraft... Like, why Minecraft... Does it still get frequent updates? Yes, it does. Yeah, I guess. Does. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Didn't they just launch like Minecraft Pokemon Go? Oh my god. Or whatever. Did the they launch real that? name is? Because that actually looks pretty cool. Minecrago. <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> That's definitely what it's called. <laughs> I'm sure it's called something. like Mikemon Go. If Minecraft, you search Minecraft like Pokemon or something. Go, all you get are results of Minecraft Pokemon Go, which isn't... Uh, yeah, it's Minecraft Earth. Here we go. Finally, a real Earth, article. Minecraft Earth. Yeah. For what it's worth, this says Minecraft... Oh, is that was... where you could build something like in the world and then people can see it? Like, like yeah, it's a, so you it can uses like, the AR? I yeah, think you can like so. build crap and then you can like place it in real life locations like around and then if somebody else shows up and uses the AR app they could see what you made that's actually so really weird. sick that is a little weird I Imagine like the that things a lot that... that's pretty cool mm. I'm gonna swamp my neighborhood with dicks <laughs> <laughs> just constantly <laughs> that is gonna Wait, happen for sure what's from stopping people doing I feel like they need know. to have it's... a deterrent I'm sure there's a reporting system, and I'm sure yeah. they'll ban me immediately. <laughs> <laughs> this says, just looking at their, their wiki page for updates, it says they had a major update to 1.14 in on the 23rd of April of this year, and they've had four mini updates since then. Wow. So wow, it does get updated a lot. Oh. Yeah, and this looks like a big one. Uh, it's called Village and Pillage. Lots Village of new blocks, mobs, spawns, locations. There's a lot in here. Yeah, but I don't know why. But for some reason, Minecraft is like back as back, a, as an as like a non-ironic thing that people are playing. Like, I, mean, I don't think it ever fully went away. Not really, yeah, but no. it, it was like that thing that kids played for a while. Yeah, unlike true. Fortnite. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Minecraft was huge and everybody played it for a while, and then it kind of died down to being that thing kids played, and then now it's kind of like all these. Full adults are playing it again. Are you just saying that because you started playing it again? No, you just I have want not. The cool adults. To, yeah, Alex. Be the cool I don't know adults. how to break this too, buddy. <laughs> no, <laughs> Sam and Cassie started playing it again. Olds. Really? Sam and Cassie started playing again. It's mostly like you know what I see from like YouTubers and stuff. I don't know like a ton of Minecrafters myself. <laughs> I don't have a Minecraft <laughs> club that I go meet with every Wednesday at four p.m. Except for Sam and Cassie. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, wait. What do you mean? Shouldn't this Disney movie stuff be in the movie section? No, this is Disney movie stuff games. <laughs> yeah, I was just typing my stuff out. Sorry. Why did you do it in the game section? I'm like, all right. How do I transition this? Wait a second. This makes no sense. Stop it has that. movie right in the title, so somebody should have caught that long ago. 
Yeah, Aaron, Stranding. this is Gosh. your fault. This really. is all my fault. Hey, let's talk about other cool things like Death Stranding. Here we go. See, good transition. We got it. <laughs> yeah, so the new Death Stranding news Ooh. is that it got removed from the list of PlayStation exclusives. Oh, oh yeah. I guess. Oh, interesting. PC Master Race question mark? Yeah, that is the question. Also, apparently there's a Kojima interview from like well before Death Stranding was announced, like when he first formed his new studio. Uh, where he says his next game is going to come to PlayStation and PC. Oh. And then uh, apparently that interview got taken down pretty quickly. Back in the day. And then people oh. forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. And then this change happened where it disappeared from the exclusivity list. And then people dug that interview up. So. Interesting things, to say the least. Has he only ever had PlayStation exclusives? I think so. I think he's only ever done Metal Gear, and those are all PlayStation yeah, exclusives. Yeah, it's just all Metal Gear. I, I'm not really? aware of any other game he's made, actually. Hmm. Okay. Well, that'd be cool uh, if it would come to PC. Phantom Pain, the most recent Metal Gear, was actually on PC, so that was a lie. Oh, yeah, it was. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's an humble bundle. Yep, yep, yep. So, no, he has done non-PlayStation ones. Uh, one last thing. We did mention Fortnite a minute ago, and because, you know, everybody loves talking about Fortnite, we should probably talk about removing It's for the serious adults. Yeah, it is. It's very, very serious adult adults. Adults. Anyway, tell us about the mechs. A hundred million dollars into the competitive scene, but we'll ignore that, I guess. Um, so, Fortnite in season 10 added mechs, and I'm pretty sure I talked about this in the last podcast uh where it's it's a robot that you can maneuver with two people the top person shoots a shotgun in his right arm and rockets in his left arm and then the other guy who's underneath is the one controlling the feet ridiculous absolutely bonkers and it's it's kind of just like destroying any competitive integrity that fortnite ever has had um it's it's basically just like a free win. You get into it, and you just absolutely demolish everybody. You you shoot out rockets that literally destroy any build, and then after it's destroying the build, it's just killing you because you can't turbo build, which is like if you hold down click and you put the walls in front of you, the walls keep coming up as fast as you know possible so that no bullets can get through to where it's protecting you. Um, so yeah, it's doing that. All all of Fortnite, all players have been outraged by this and there was actually a hashtag remove the mechs trending on twitter it was like number one in a bunch of countries um i think it actually got number one global uh at one point and the response to that from epic games is basically boiled down to a tldr we want new people to be able to kill people who have put hours and hours and hours into this game. Uh, literally, this wow. paragraph is, we've heard frequent discussion, hashtag remove the mech, about the brute, and decided this would be a good opportunity to explain the Fortnite philosophy. The mission of Fortnite is to bring players of all skill levels together to have a fun experience where anyone can win. For example, everyone having a shot at that first elimination or victory royale moment and the satisfying feeling that comes right with it. Like, it's basically saying, you know you, Ninja, 
who has literally dedicated their their past like two years to this game, or you know you Booga, the sixteen year old who won the three million dollars at the World Cup. Screw you guys. We want Timmy to come in and get their victory royale on the very first game that they play. It it just doesn't make sense. What game out there, competitive game? I'll name a couple: Overwatch, Gears of War, CS:GO, uh, Call of Duty, like any of those has the mentality of anybody can win. You have to I, you have to like spend time. You have to play. Yes, anybody can win, but you have to put a, a little bit of time into it. Yeah, I was going to say, I think they all have the mentality that anyone can win, but I don't think they're manipulating the games that literally... Yeah. It's like, we're not making this like such a chance thing that like, hey, you stumbled across a mech. Go have fun winning, because no one's going to stop you. Right, and the and the thing is, is that you don't you don't even stumble across the mech. They're like on your map, map in the very beginning of the match, uh, and so they're the only thing that they've done for um, arenas or the ranked mode is at the beginning of the match. There's a twenty one point five percent chance between one and three uh, brutes will spawn. Previously, there was a hundred percent chance. So previously, like as soon as the bus started going, you saw them. Storm 1, 44% chance. Storm 2, 40% chance. Storm 3, 40% chance. Uh, Storm 4, 10% chance. They, they spawn throughout the game. It's not even like the mechs like drop and then they're done Like after the first wave. They keep spawning in. The last storm is 3%. Uh, but like public matches, it's still 100% chance all the way up until Storm 3. And then it's 66, 50, 10. It, it's just honestly like the graphs that they use... To, to argue that mechs should be in the game are average brute eliminations per game, but it doesn't go into the detail of, hey, this is how many mats somebody uses to try to fight a brute. I started with 3,000, now I'm down to none. And now I'm getting third-partied after killing a team of brutes, and I can't outlast them because I have no heals, I have no mats, I have no ammo. Like, it... It doesn't go into any of that. It just shows, oh, well, solos, there's like four eliminations. Uh, duos, there's, you know, around seven. But guess what? Arena, solo, and trios, there's only like one or two. Just ruining it. Yeah, that just sounds like a bad game design. Well, I mean, clearly they have uh, the player base to be able to test things out and see whether or not they're going to actually cause any ripples. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time I've actually looked at Fortnite BR subreddit and Fortnite competitive subreddit, and actually everybody is unanimously agreeing, and people are actually saying that they've uninstalled and you know they're they're switching games and yeah. If that actually happens, sure, you know whatever. I I think honestly at this point I'm I'm starting to understand the influence that Twitch has, and. Like, none of the top streamers who stream Fortnite who are making, like, the Buku bucks off of, you know, everybody watching them has stopped playing Fortnite. And so, like, it's it's almost like if they did, because if we, if we look back to when Apex first came out, Apex was, like, top tier, like, it was a bunch of sponsor streams, but even after the sponsor streams, like, they, like the top streamers kept streaming that game, and, and Fortnite was, like, in the low, and everything that we ever asked for as a community for Fortnite got granted to us. And then directly after that, when Fortnite had a secure uh, spot and Apex kind of dwindled away, Fortnite started going in the direction of casuals again. 
Mm. I think ultimately the fix is arena mode should be for competitive and public mode should be for the gimmicks. Like, I'm okay with the mech if it wasn't in ranked. Right. Just kind of kind of uh, take out all of the content that's gimmicky and put it in non-ranked stuff. Dude, they would have such a successful game if they had bare bones, which I mean they already have successfully. No, don't get me wrong, but if they, it would be even more explosive if they had bare bones Fortnite with none of the gimmicks, and it's just like you're watching the pros just go at it. Right. Hey, Alex. Yes, sir. Guess what? Guess what? What? We're at we're at the movie section and film section. You yeah, can talk yeah, yeah. about movies and films if you want to now. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not all you want to. Well, I mean, not all you want to. Yeah, but no, we do have. I have work in the morning. About, so like, <laughs> <laughs> talk about decoms. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right, Is this why? topical? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Thank you. It is. Dang it. Uh, because one just recently came out. Uh, the Descendants 3 came out. I hate you. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? No, continue. <sighs> Do you know the Descendants movies? I, I am familiar with them, yes. Didn't somebody, like, die related to that movie? Actually, yes. Uh, one of the main characters recently passed away. That's that's what I thought. Okay. Uh, yeah, very sad. They had, like, a little tribute thing at the end of the movie. Aww. He was, like, 20 years old or something. Not great. Yeah. Um, anyway, but... <laughs> Sorry. Start that I, off with a real sour note. <laughs> I killed that for you, and I apologize. I just, that's the only thing I knew about Descendants. Uh, yeah, Descendants 3 just came out um, this month, and I had never seen one or two, so I went and watched all three of them, as you do. Oh, Why? What possessed you to do this? <laughs> yes, thank you. Was it the same thing that possessed me to watch the live-action Kim Possible movie? Probably. Oh probably something similar. Oh, man. I don't know. So the... People. The general idea behind these movies it's, is it's like the descendants of classic Disney movie characters. So you've got like Maleficent's daughter is the main character. And like the, the whole idea is like all the villains are trapped on this island behind this barrier and all, the, all their children are there also. And like the, the kid that becomes king like feels bad that the kids are paying for their parents' crimes essentially. So like they let some of the kids out to the regular land area. And, you know, the interaction of the evil kids with the good kids, that's the whole thing. And it's a musical, because it's a decom. So, uh, it's pretty, they're pretty cute. Uh, some of the issues, like, the first and second movie, at the very end, during, like, the credits, or, like, during the credit sequence, maybe, they have these, like, really neat, like, uh, remixes or, like, re like recreations of classic Disney songs. There's, there's like, one each. There's, like, you know, Under the Sea or something like that. Like, some one of the classic songs that you know. And they, like, redo it for the modern age and all the kids are singing it. And I was like, that's really cool. The rest of all the songs are originals for some reason. And I feel like they really should have leaned into the classic Disney music. I don't know, since they have all those licenses. Um, and then the other things, like, at the end of the third movie, they just, like, invalidate the plot for like all of the movies oh my gosh <laughs> like they're especially for the third movie because the beginning of the third movie happens like they're they're bringing some kids out of the island and one of the parents almost escapes and they're like oh we can't open the barrier anymore it's too dangerous and then at the end of the movie they're like but those kids are trapped we're gonna take the barrier down forever what that's the that's the end of the third one 
they have this whole <laughs> they're struggling with like the entire time with like the moral like implications of leaving the kids on the island and the solution wasn't like attempting to remove them safely the solution was let everybody out including all of the evil villains and we're just going to cut the movie there so we don't see all the bad stuff that happens <laughs> so i don't know everybody just le- learns to live in peace and harmony alex you know this that's how that yeah. would work it's like the opposite of the how to train your dragon movie ending yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where they're like about that. oh we can't live in harmony all you dragons go into seclusion now which is where they started before the first movie yeah <laughs> like we tried it guys we, we tried to try. integrate you into society we just couldn't sorry can this be like a recurring thing on this podcast? Like Alex gets really mad at children's media. <laughs> is it not already? <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. No, I kind of love it though. But yeah. Um, the third one actually, has the best songs, I guess. The music actually, was done by the high school musical guy. I feel like that's a good YouTube series. It's not bad. We could, we could have a brand. I'd have to <laughs> subject myself to more of them though. You watched like it's, three of them. Nobody yeah. asked you to do that. Just but it's like a it's like a once in a while thing. You just get the itch for some like crappy nope. like no. children's movies, you know? No. Nope. You mm-hmm. are gonna be our moneymaker, Alex. <laughs> you better buckle up. You gotta watch you some thirteenth year, man. <laughs> yeah. There's a movie. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh in other Disney movie related news, um, there was this whole thing that came out about Disney shutting down all in-production Fox movies, now that they own Fox. Oh no, now we won't get... <laughs> can't think of anything, can you? Wow. I got nothing. Uh, new Mutants? So they shut down all productions except for Avatar. Like, the Avatar movies are still happening. And uh, apparently Planet of the Apes, which there's no announced Planet of the Apes movies, but they said that was one of the things they didn't shut down. So I guess there's another Planet of the Apes movie happening. Okay, mm-hmm. is it just me or how are they still making Planet of the Apes movies? <laughs> are they, aren't they like all the same movie? Just like. Well, this this is the recent, a different year. The recent three movies are like a trilogy, like the they're like a reboot of the yeah. series. And, and I'm okay. sure 20th Century Fox look into their coffers to see that it's getting a little empty and they go, hey, you know what worked really well? Those eight movies. Let's make another one. Has Andy Serkis gotten an Oscar yet? Because <laughs> if he... he hasn't, that's why we got to keep making these. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Just give that man uh, a, a shiny gold medal until or before he does like crazy shit like Leo was because that was just. That That's was true. Rough. Maybe we can get him to CGI eat a bear liver or something. <laughs> so, like, the practicality that, like, what this means is they're yeah. basically turning Fox into, like, a sequel house. So, mm-hmm. with, with all these cancellations, they also announced that they're going to bring sequels to Night at the Museum and Cheaper by the Dozen and Home what? Alone. Why would you do a Home and... Alone sequel? They already ruined that series once. Yeah, I don't know. Why would you do any of those sequels, really? Night at the Museum, I guess, is okay. Well, it was never Maybe. really good in the first place. It was mediocre. They also canceled the Mega Man movie, the Sims movie, and the Magic the Gathering movie. What would those, a those Sims movie even okay. look like? All of those things. It's just, it's just all the horrific things people have done to Sims. <laughs> yeah. It's a horror it's like movie. I'd actually watch that. That'd be awesome. It's like a docudrama. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah um, but they're still doing the, the Magic the Gathering thing on Netflix. So Yeah, the, the show's still happening. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and then uh, as a final thing, Kevin Feige is taking over all their superhero stuff because, of course, so like he's going to be doing whatever X Men happens next after Dark well, I mean, Phoenix didn't perform. That, that's weird. <laughs> I heard nothing surprise. but great move, great things about that. <laughs> one. I, I also know that Disney's been uh, a little upset with uh, Taika's new movie coming out. Really. Yeah, they're they're very like, oh, I don't know, like this could be problems. We might need to like pay a bunch of money and like have it basically just like hushed up and not released because they want to still have him on uh, working on Thor three. But they're like, if if what's his current movie is doing? So this there's a new movie that he announced that he's doing, and it's it's like a, the trailer, and so it should be out. I think at the end of this year or something like that. But it's basically a um a, a satire flick, and he plays Adolf Hitler, like. Oh. befriending uh a like um hitler youth that's super lame and bad at everything says, and they don't like this movie. <laughs> yeah and, interesting and disney's just like well i don't know this this might be like you know in like a bunch of like hot water and, and not be a good thing and i'm just like yeah i mean it's supposed to be a comedy it's supposed to be making fun of this bullshit like yeah that but i could see why this gets close to a topic that you might be a little worried about let me read this summary real quick it just says jojo rabbit is what it's called set during world war ii an awkward young german boy whose only ally is his imaginary friend hitler has his naive patriotism tested when he meets a young girl who upends his worldviews so he's not even playing real hitler he's pretend hitler <laughs> yeah it's a pretend hitler yes of course so it's like fine he's pretending to be a pretend hitler <laughs> It's not even as it's not I mean, the trailer looks hilarious, and it looks like a great like. It looks like the kind of funny movie that Tycho would do, and that's why I was like, "This sounds great," and I'm already on board with this because it just looks like it's just gonna just lean into this thing and make plenty of good jokes. And I'm like, "All right, cool," but Disney's very, very scared of it because it's a very sensitive subject and might might offend people. Yeah. Well, movies. So, does, so doesn't everything these days. So yeah, yeah. kind of how it does. Uh, oh, and didn't you also watch a movie? It's a new Netflix release. Recently? Yes. Uh, I mean, it's it's relatively new. It's been out for a couple of weeks, but I w did watch uh, Always Be My Maybe. It's a fairly good rom com kind of thing that you expect coming. I think the one good thing about it and what everyone does say uh that's just surprising is that Keanu Reeves makes an appearance as himself in the movie and he's very serious in the entire thing and I just kind of wonder how much of it is Keanu Reeves being Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Like did they give him a script or was this actually just him just being a goofball and just being himself? Uh but it's pretty good. I heard he he like acts like himself, but a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> like there, the there's movie. there's an entire thing about how like 
he doesn't think uh, one of the lead characters is man enough to fight him, so he dares him to punch. Ke- like he's like, punch me in the face, and like they get into a uh, a fight, and then uh, like the ending credits is the main character, one of the main characters who is like in a band singing about how he punched Keanu Reeves in the face. <laughs> so I mean, it's funny. It, it goes the turns that you expect it to go, but it's I'd say it's worth a check uh, checking it out. It's definitely uh uh you know just a good good bunch of laughs and your your rom com that you're expecting. I also wanted to mention in other news we were talking about uh, again. Here we are, kind of back to Fortnite again, but. <laughs> we, were, we were mentioning some Fortnite related things earlier and I wanted to let you uh, give you this title from Forbes clearly Forbes magazine the definite resident expert on video game related things and streaming related things of course mm-hmm. uh, the title is Ninja hits 1 million subscribers on Mixer but most will evaporate soon will they well they're made of water will they or won't they? that's correct <laughs> it's they're summer Thank it's gonna you, happen Jake. I know someone's Gosh, only... hey, false coming up. Maybe they won't evaporate too soon. I don't know. They gotta make it through the rest of August. <laughs> <laughs> I really just wanted to bring this up because he hit a million subscribers in like a week, and it's not like just cl- like regular subscribers. It's like paid subscribers. Now, Microsoft is paying the subscription, I guess, for the first however long. I don't remember how long. Two months. Two months. So free subscriptions for the first two months. But that also does <sighs> mean that Ninja I'm... is making that money. That's so, weird. Wait, so you can just subscribe for free for two months? Can you just yeah, turn off your t- subscription after two months? So people are know. subscribing re-subscribe. to pay Ninja from Microsoft. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's a little weird. It's so weird. Well, I the- mean, you, you got to get people to your new Twitch thing somehow. Like, they already I poached guess. Ninja, and this is just like, no, seriously, please come <laughs> okay. here. Just like to if put you it don't, in... it's just gonna tank, right? Yeah, that's just true. to put it in context and to talk scale, they have a they've a note in here that says one million subscribers in a few days is not only more subs than any other streamer on Mixer; it's more than every other streamer on Mixer combined. Yeah, Mixer's <laughs> very low key. <laughs> like Mixer, so Ninja coming over to the Mixer is bringing Mixer from that one streaming service that nobody uses to that one streaming service that could potentially one day, maybe perhaps, uh compete with twitch but also correction on the subscription i think it's one month i heard it was two months but now that i'm looking at mine because i did it because why not uh it started 14 days ago and expires 16 wait a second yeah so it expires in 16 days so it's one month hmm. weird I mean, maybe you're able to sign up for a free month within the first two months is that how it works maybe Maybe I don't know. Once this expires, maybe there's it's gonna be like Twitch Prime where I have to go back and redo it because Twitch Prime doesn't just keep going. You have to do it every single month to get that Twitch Prime active on somebody's account. Yeah, it was just another thing about how much money Ninja's making because why not? It's ridiculous. I, I don't think anything has been leaked about his deal with Microsoft, but he's. I swear he had to make a ton of cash. So much money to walk over. Yeah. There's a guy named like Forsen or something on Twitch who deals with gamer salaries. And he estimated that Ninja at least had to sign a contract. Like for him to leave Twitch, he needed to sign a contract to make sense that would be 
six to eight million dollars for three every year for three years well i mean you could just text ninja and find out how much he got asked <laughs> yeah make... ninja for some reason just gave out his phone number on twitter i don't know if you guys know this but he did that his real phone number quote unquote real phone number i actually texted quote unquote i texted quote, it and got a reply unquote. back what did what did you text so i wanted to be all mushy gushy and like kind of you know supportive to where maybe perhaps he would text me back because i'd be one of those guys that's like supporting him and i said big fan look up to your success thanks for paving the way for gamers to be taken seriously as a career keep grinding and stay positive he replies back to me which i think it all right he replies back to me sup noob it's tyler yeah, it's actually me, in all caps, by the way. Got your text. Make sure to click the link and save me in your phone so we can talk. Get good, Ked. And Ked is sped, spelled K-H-E-D. So he's definitely a, got like a team of people yeah. that get all these messages that are replying. Or just like and, a set of messages that are like, well, throw them out there. It, that that first one's definitely automated. Yeah. No, he said it was really him. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's actually me. See, I haven't yeah, clicked the, the link part. because I'm kind of afraid to, but it's uh, m.community.com and then slash I don't know what that is. It is a company called Community. It's basically just a data collection service. Their privacy policy says things that if you opt in, collects information about your IT, uh, IP address, browser selection, device of choice, device location, other, some other related things it looks like for what you're browsing on. But that's all it is. It's just information collection. That's ridiculous. And you can talk to Ninja. Yeah. Totally works. actually Tyler. <laughs> Speaking of Ninja, there's some Twitch controversy that's happened over the... Well, there's a lot of stuff that's happened on the, the social media <laughs> yeah, over dang. the past there's couple weeks. There's a lot happening. There's stuff about Alinity yeeting a cat over her, her you know, <laughs> chair. <laughs> there's stuff about what? Brooklyn pummeling and spitting in her dog's face. Uh, and then there's porn just being streamed on Twitch. And because Ninja moved over from Twitch to Mixer... Twitch removed his partnership and they made his, if you go to his account right now, twitch.tv slash ninja or anybody's account, you'll see that it's like an offline screen and you have your own little like picture that pops up there. Uh, but for a moment, they changed it into like a browser page. So you go to, you went to twitch.tv slash ninja and it said, uh, the streamer is in another castle and then underneath it are there are other streamers and the number one slot with it had to have been over 8.6k because that was a second slot in every picture that you see uh and the number one slot was a fortnite stream quote-unquote fortnite but it was just pornography for two hours didn't they didn't like uh Twitch have to apologize to Ninja for like that happening on their service. So, yeah, because besides the porn stuff, they were using his channel as an advertising platform because yeah. he was no longer there. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, don't they own his channel? Yeah, I mean, I guess. So my, they, that's free advertisement for them. In my opinion, that's not the issue. 
Like you, you sign up on Twitch, you sign up on YouTube, and I think somewhere in the TOCs it says that the content you're uploading is pretty much not your own anymore. Like it's it's whoever you're uploading it to. Yeah, I I think the issue is that for two hours, not just like ten minutes, fifteen minutes, even a half an hour, for two hours on Ninja's brand, there was a streamer. That was had just porn, and like how they didn't catch that. How it was the top Fortnite streaming channel for the two hour <laughs> period, and no Twitch. And the fact that Ninja had to come out first and say he was sorry, and then the CEO finally came out and like wrote this this whole law. Like he wrote so many messages, and like in the apology, it it just like he messes up talking. Like it it's kind of just ridiculous the whole thing just sounds like they're bitter about the whole thing also like, the we're, fact we're that gonna Alinity, get back at him alinity isn't banned for eating her cat and giving this cat <laughs> vodka ridiculous hey uh one last thing we wanted to note um and owen i don't know if you want to be the one who prefaces this because I, I, th- I think you will be able to do a just as good of a job as i oh Oh, and I'm wow, high praise. I mean, whew, I gotta step back for a second. Hold on. So this is All the right. announcement for an announcement Shoot. we're about to make. So excited. <laughs> um, we have been working on some other stuff in the background, uh, one of which is we've uh, recently writ- uh, written a couple articles and we posted on our blog and our website. So make sure you check that out. Um, as well as we're going to have a video coming out about uh, some updates for Overwatch. We've kind of done some review of Sigma, which I think is kind of cool. And last but not least, we have a interview that we did with, uh, it is an Ubisoft community manager, correct? Yes. Um, which is really cool, just actually getting us involved in some of the gaming community that we talk about all the time. So we're working on that right now. Um, hopefully we'll have that out. Oh, my guess would be the end of this week or early next week. Yep. Um, and... It is it is our hopes that if this goes well and people, you know, take a shining to it, uh, I do have a list of other individuals inside of the gaming community, uh, you know, like people that are behind games that are coming out, things that, um, you know, that we've played before. And my hope is that if people like this, that we'll continue this interview series and talk to more of the individuals and get those stories behind stuff that it that, you know, are games that we love or maybe games that we're going to love because it's just it's not out yet. Caleb, you need to call that guy who made that game that has the library from Maryland in it and be like, hey, I went to oh, I yeah. went to Maryland. I went to UMD. Let's talk about games. <laughs> you want me to interview someone? No, no. I know. Okay. You there can we just go. give me the entirely a joke. Thank you. Definitely not. Definitely we, not. We we also have two new series on our YouTube channel: our Divinity campaign and our Pathfinder campaign. Oh, oh awesome. yeah. We are making a lot of content. Yeah, we I know are. what happened. Both of those are. All I'm not else. really sure. I don't know. Freaking it's wild. So Coming episode up, one of soon. both of those. Up. Oh. <laughs> anyway, make sure you check those things out. Uh, we we post a lot of this on our website as well, so you can check it out there. Um, thanks so much for joining us again. If this was your first time, we appreciate you listening. For holy cow, this podcast has been long. I don't even know how long it's going to end yeah, up man. being, but my timer currently says 100. 100. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Hours. an hour and yeah. 44 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. 104 minutes. Yeah. 
Well, uh, worry, worry, he's going to we'll say 100 hours. Yeah. No, it's not going to say 100. <laughs> Man, My timer currently says 100 hours. We really I probably got fired trim this by down. Now. We trim it down a lot. Anyway, thanks so much. We'll catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Chad McCoslin, Alex McCoslin, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Also, this week's podcast was again brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, designers, and fabricators based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check out their website at www.reclaimindustrial.com. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.